0: In this episode of The Focus Coach, I talk about a recent case study of a student who is using substances to numb her pain. I unpack the session that I had with her and also show that I brought it to the class with her permission to expose collective wisdom on it and to help this person thrive and take her life to the next level. Stick around and let's get started. Welcome to The Focus Coach, episode 29. I'm your host, Jeff Sari, and I'm calling this one on numbing your pain. And I had a recent session with a student, amongst other things that I do, drummer, coach, podcaster. I'm a professor at a college. I teach one class once a semester, and that's awesome. And I get to be around young adults and help them learn emotional intelligence, communication skills, and just have a safe place to go to. And so this particular topic we were discussing was drug and alcohol use, and so prevalent in college. And so what a relevant topic. And again, safe place, people can tell me their truth. After the class, one of my students came up, and she was in tears, and all the rest of the class had left. And so, you know, just talking to her, she said, you know, I've been drunk for the past 21 days straight. And I said, wow, you know, and not much phases me as a coach. A lot of people tell me their secrets or professor, you know, they tell me their secrets. And it's a privilege, actually, a very humble privilege that I hold sacred. And so she told me this and I said, well, let's have a session. So, you know, we met yesterday. So this was a week ago. We met yesterday for an hour before class. And it was amazing just the the engagement this wo- young woman has for her life and she's recognizing in the context of my class that she has an errant behavior and remember behavior is an action it's something observable that we can see and so her observable action is drinking to the point where she gets drunk and so as i'm sitting in the session with her you know i start to say well tell me about it so you know i drink before i go out and then, you know, I pound a couple of beers and then I get to the party or the social gathering and then I have some more. And so, you know, four drinks for a young, uh, smaller, petite woman really uh, knocks her uh, socks off. So she ends up getting drunk and this has been happening for quite a while. And so I said, well, why do you why do you want to get drunk? Like, what's the deal with that? And as a coach, again, I come with curiosity. I come with open arms, non-judgment. I'm not here to diagnose or treat anybody. I'm just here to really help support clarity and focus on the outcomes that people really want. And so being drunk is not what this person really wants. So yeah, is it fun to have a party and get a little loose? Of course. For her, though, it's crossing the line, and she's really becoming uh, aware of this thing. So she brought it to me. I said, so why? You know, what's up with that? And she says, well, I have social anxiety. I don't feel comfortable in my skin at these places. And I said, okay, well, that makes sense. You know, you're feeling really anxious, and anyone that deals with anxiety out there knows it's like a hot potato. You know, it's like an acidic feeling inside your body, and it's really hard to sit with. And so to self-medicate, to numb the pain, so to speak, she takes these uh, beers and shots. Makes perfect sense. And alcohol and drugs promise that, that reward, right? That outcome. And so it's doing its job perfectly. But it's not really helpful to this woman's long-term goals, like health, vitality, and success, I asked her, so what, why are you anxious in you know, in social settings? And she goes, well, I, I feel like I'm not interesting. I don't feel like I measure up to other people. Other people are way more interesting than me. And so I feel like I have to force the conversation. But then after a minute or two, it runs dry and I feel incredibly awkward and I can't deal with that. So when I'm drunk, I can just the filter's gone. I can just kind of be me and spontaneous and just kind of um, be the life of the party. And I said, okay, well, you know, it sounds like you don't want to drink anymore. And so here's the question is the million dollar question is how can we get you to be yourself without the drink? So let that land on her for a little while. And she's like, I don't know. I said, well, you don't have to know. This is what we're doing. We're trying to figure it out in real time. And this thing might, might have to percolate, you know, inside of you for a while for you to get clarity. And so I said, well, on the other hand, like, what do you want? How, how do you want to be? And, you know, she describes it for me. I want to be successful. I want to give my liver a break, which, you know, we both laughed. Uh, <laughs> I want to give my liver a break. And I really want to be healthy. I'm a health major. You know, I know this is bad for me and I just want a great life, but I just don't know how to deal with it. And I said, okay, so there you go. What you're focused on usually is how you don't measure up, how you don't stack up, how non-interesting you are. And by the way, I have never thought once, and I told her this, that you're not interesting. You participate in class. I think you have a lot to say. So it's not the outside forces, right? This is happening on the inside of her. She's holding this for whatever reason. You know, I asked her, like, well, what can you do instead of use alcohol? What can we do? And so we started to think about some things. You know, you can challenge your thoughts. You can do some deep breathing, you know, like mindfulness practice. Uh, you know, you can listen, and this is where we get into this really cool conversation about. Imagine if you didn't have to force the conversation. Imagine if you could listen to people, and they drive the conversation. You drive it by your questions, but you get you keep them speaking, right? So she goes, "What do you mean?" And so I said, "Well, let's do a little." practice. I said, I want you first, let's define listening. And so, you know, we said good body language, you know, 100% focused on the person, good eye contact, you know, really seeking to understand, really interested. And I said, you know, do you have all those things? She says, yes, I'm ready to listen. I said, okay. I said, you know, I'm a drummer. I'm a musician. I want you to just start asking me questions. And then when you ask a question, I'm going to answer it. And when I answer it, now you have more information. You have the answer to your question, but you also have more information to then formulate other questions, right? And so as we go along, I'm going to say things that you can hold mental notes on that you can come back to. And it doesn't even have to be about music. It could be about something else that pops out. So we started talking about my drumming past and she's like, you know, well, where did you go to school and how did you get into drumming and how did you start your band and, you know, where have you played? And this led us to about five to 10 minutes of discussion. And so, you know, I stopped and I said, you know, how was that? And she said, it feels a little weird, but it's pretty cool, actually. And I said, well, you're a natural listener. I mean, that, those things were just rattling off, you know, the tip of your tongue. And I said, you know, let's try it again for a couple minutes and just breathe, just kind of center yourself, calm yourself, breathe into your belly, because she reported that she was a little tense, a little awkward. And I said, just breathe, relax. We don't have to force the questions. It doesn't have to be a race sprint. This is the long haul. So just take your time. And so we just slowed it down a little bit and we resumed for two or three minutes and she reported that that was very interesting. And that she could actually try that in a social situation to keep conversation going. Because remember, that was part of her deal was, I feel really awkward that I can't keep conversation going because I don't think I'm interesting. So I need to drink and numb myself so I can be the life of the party. But not really what she wants, right? So we gave her that vision of what she wants. We gave her a strategy to help her in a social situation, listening, so she can just Hey, how you doing? What's your name? Where are you from? What high school did you go to? Are you involved in sports? You know, these are peers her age, and so that'll lead to conversation. So my point is, she's gonna go practice this thing now. So instead of four beers in a shot, she's gonna have one beer and one one beer at the party, you know, and just really try to find the edge of where she can be in control and know that she is not using something to medicate and that she can be more of herself, which, again, she's a natural listener, so it's not like she's trying to force anything. And I told her, listen, I get to make a living listening. And you know, she thought that was pretty cool, and I think that's pretty cool. I don't have to tell anyone anything. I listen and try to uphold clarity about what people want and what they're doing that's either successful or not successful. Remember, the focus coach, what are you focused on? And so we took it a step further, my friends. As the session came to a close, I said, well, actually, before the session came to a close, I said, you know, you don't think you're interesting. Do you have any hobbies? Like, she said, no. And I said, "Okay, you don't have any hobbies. She said, well, I used to cheerlead, but I don't do that anymore. And I just kind of take naps and watch YouTube. I said, "Okay, well, do you want to have hobbies? Like, do you want to try a new thing? And that actually might help you meet people, which is one of her goals as well, to make new friends. And she said, yes, I would love to. I just don't know what to do. I said, okay, how about this? So as the session was coming to the close, I said, would you mind if we brought this situation to the class? And she looked at me and she goes, I don't mind at all. I said, because your story is everybody's story. It may not manifest as being drunk for 21 days, but it might manifest as procrastination or avoidance. Or some other negative behaviors that are not giving you the outcomes that you want. And so, you know, we got to class 15 minutes later and I looked at her. I said, you okay with this? She goes, yep. So I outlaid the whole context as I just did on this podcast. And everyone was like, wow, that's amazing. And that sounds like, you know, I've had that in the past or I'm struggling with this as well. And it really led to this amazing dialogue. Because we are all in the same boat. We all have some ways that we try to numb the pain. And, you know, maybe I shouldn't say we all because that's a superlative, but most of us know what that's like, numbing the pain, either now or in the past. And so I want to help support these young adults to rise in their strength and their talents and their majesty and not have to use substance for their joy and well-being. And so to end the class, I said, you know, this person feels uninteresting and has nothing really in her life that she, uh, you know, has as a hobby or anything like that. I said, can we put collective wisdom together and help her out? So we had the whiteboard full of ideas, you know, going for hikes because it's so beautiful in New Hampshire right now, cooking. She wants to get into nutrition you know, different clubs on campus that she could research, dancing and, you know, all sorts of different things. And then what magic happened was some students actually said, hey, I'm part of this. Would you like to join in? And that became a very supportive context for this young woman to say, wow, I might be interested in that. In a nutshell, this session was very powerful and it was about two hours in totem. So, you know, had the one-hour session with the student and then asked her if I could bring it to the class, which she agreed. Again, it's always about safety and confidentiality for me. But she was willing and uh, wanted to put this out there. And reported that it was actually awesome that she was able to get this out of her body and, you know, onto some someone that really uh, listens and cares about her. And not only me, but the class. And so then she came away with actual strategies to do something different, folks. And that's the whole point of this is trying something different sometimes to get the result that you want. Drinking is not going to give her a, a, a life of well-being and success. Now, maybe alcohol has a part. I love to drink here and there. I love red wine or whatever, but it's not the thing. It's part of life. It's not the thing. Right. So. We got to be careful with these things because they can rule our, our experiences and we can rely on these things to numb our pain. In closing, you know, what's wrong with anxiety, right? What's wrong with worry? It's there. If you're trying to cover it up, then you're not really addressing why it's there. And for her, she's like, I'm not interesting. I feel less than. Well, how cool is that to do battle with that instead of masking it with the drink? right? So thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you found value from this podcast today. I had to get it out to you. It's hot off the press. And uh, as always, I appreciate you tuning in and listening to the focus coach. Take care. Peace. Thanks so much for tuning into the focus coach. I hope you enjoyed the podcast click subscribe, comment on the post, and share it as well. Also, go to www.workplaceculturesolutions.com tools to get your free downloads and worksheets. And as always, peace.